Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. You set them up and I'll knock them back, Lloyd. One by one. We are going to read booze news because it's really fun. What's it hit your lips? It's so good. It's what we said. Booze news, booze news. Time for booze news. You know, it seems like according to the numbers that the beer and wine industry... Um, the U.S. craft spirits industry has not only been pandemic-proof, it's been recession-proof. Uh, my name is Nigel. Brian Baker's filling in for Jason Hammer. We're going to go to the experts on this and figure out what's going on. Bubba Draper is the uh, liquor industry expert, founder of Hall of Fame Spirits. Bubba, how are you, man? I'm doing fantastic, Nigel. Thank you guys very much for having me on. Appreciate it. Before we get into crunching some of these numbers and talking about how good the industry has been over the past couple of years, can you maybe just give us a little background on you and your, and your resume? Okay. Well, uh, it was about seven and a half, eight years ago, I decided on a whim that I wanted to get into the liquor industry. I was sitting at a whiskey bar in Park City, so obviously a little bit of booze was probably influences my, my decisions at that point in time. Yeah. But I spent the last seven years building a craft brand from scratch. Everything from glass to juice to, to brand to trademarks to patents. Uh, I started, started that process seven years ago and I launched about five years ago. So I've seen quite a bit of difference in the last two, two and a half years in the craft side of the business, absolutely. Boy, I'm, I mean, talking about the realization of the American dream right there. Most guys just sit, do what you do, sit around a bar and say, hey, it'd be great if I had my own brand of liquor and blah, 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 or I had my own bar, but it never comes to fruition. And Bubba, you, uh, I mean, you, the, the American dream personified. Congratulations, man. That's pretty cool. Oh, I, pre- I appreciate that, Nigel. Absolutely. And I tell people a thousand different pieces had to fall into place. It's a huge uh, market yeah. with a lot of big boys, a lot of big boys in, in play. Uh, so us craft brands definitely have an uphill battle, but I have not been happier than I've been the last seven years. That's for sure. Okay. So tell me, especially these past couple of years with supply chain issues and the pandemic and inflation, let's, let's just start with your business in particular, and maybe we can expand outward to some of the other, some of the other guys it's how it's, and how it's been affecting them. Okay. Yeah. So the interesting part is yeah, about five years ago when I launched, you know, it was, it was a hot market. People yes. were starting brands because of all the celebrities that were in it. People were selling like Casa Amigos, those kinds of companies for, you know, billions of dollars at the time. So, you know, from a craft standpoint, um, it was a good time to launch, uh, unbeknownst to any of us, right, that we were going to have this worldwide shutdown across the board. And you hit the nail on the head. The supply chain was probably the hardest thing to navigate from a small brand standpoint. Um, you know, we're not ordering in the mass volumes that the larger brands are ordering. But the good news is, is we're very nimble, right? We can act and react and change our direction of the river uh, almost on demand, uh, whereas larger brands take you know, months, if not years, to try to change what they've been doing or what they've agreed to cost-wise. So about two years ago, when the pandemic actually started, the good news is we, we had enough inventory from a craft small brand standpoint mm. where we had warehouses that were full enough to meet the supply for that two years. Wow. 
um, which which was amazing because uh, as you as you said on the supply chain, we saw ta- uh, containers that were coming from overseas to the United States for raw goods go up four to six times at that point in time. So if we were if we were yeah, it, it was unbelievable. There was people in the industry that said they had never seen that kind of increase in the history of the supply chain on the on the CPG side and especially on the adult beverage side. So navigating that, you know, we were very lucky um, to be able to have that stock in place and to be able to meet that supply. Then people sat at home, sat in front of their computers. You know, they, they actually sat there and said, you know what? I don't have to drink what I've been drinking my entire life. Let's be creative. Let's research some stuff. Let's try things that are different. Interesting. So the, the two years were fantastic. I mean, some of these numbers worldwide, total sales in 2021, surpassing 7.5 billion and what you're telling me is because you locally here in the states had such an inventory built up that the guys that were importing wine and spirits were having to having a lot of problems in terms of pricing and getting that inventory out to its customers so you were you were in a good spot if i understood that correctly no, absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. Uh, those That's those incredible. those brands that also brought it over, they didn't have any kind of cost increases built into their product margins. Oh. So not only were they having to import at a higher rate, they also were were asked to keep their numbers flat, as we were too. But and the good news on our side is is you know less overhead, less you know headcount. You know we we usually weren't stretching ourselves with hundreds of employees that we had to keep on payroll. So. The good news is, is as they bought in at, a, at an expensive rate, where they they were eating, their margins were absolutely crushed. Where our margins stayed the same, if not went up at that point in time. Wow. Liquor industry expert Jerry Bubba Draper here on the Hammer and Nigel show. So, so what's going on then? I mean, America's drinking habit is is getting more expensive, and I mean, despite inflation, consumers at least from the outside looking in, don't seem to mind paying for a quality bottle of booze. Is that your perception? 100% accurate. I think that people have a tendency of spending either the same or more. And I kind of break it down to the people who are asking me when I'm going into these bars and restaurants and talking, people uh, want to premium, you know, do a premium brand, um, you know, in their liquor side, in their kids side, and then their pet side. Those three things, people have no problem spending the same or more um, on those types of things that are better, better for them, better for their pets, better for their kids. So on the liquor side, as we go into this, the market for the last year and a half, two years, there's huge brands that are coming out that are more expensive than they've ever been. I mean, yeah. you're looking at vodkas that are coming in at 25 to $40 per bottle. We're very fortunate that we're at a $20 market, but there's brands that are coming in where the market on the vodka side, as an example, was never above 25 to 30 35 wow. at, uh, in our lifetime. Maybe drill down to that just a little deeper. Why is our taste in liquor so... So recession-proof. I mean, you go back to the Roaring Twenties. Uh, Americans tasted liquor was prohibition-proof. They absolutely. They didn't. They, it didn't matter if if the the United States government banned it. It got to its customers. So tell me why you think it's recession-proof, and why aren't Americans trading down to the cheaper brands? Why are craft spirit sales breaking records year after year after year? I think the consumers become educated, yes, right? Where, where they were looking before yes. at, you know, what somebody was 
flash marketing in front of their face, right? They were they were pushed brands by these conglomerates, and it was 100% marketing 100% of the time. And they were being told that a product was good when the products necessarily, if you put them in a taste test, or like us when we're going to these world spirits competitions, they're putting things side by side, and they're, they're and the internet has only fed that, where people are actually getting more and more data on, you know what, if I want to go out and get a bourbon, and I want to spend $35, I've got a huge choice on that product line. So let's research, let's find out who's won awards, let's find out who's in the craft world and and is actually doing things, you know, handcrafted, sourcing from farm to table, um, and let's spend that $35 wisely. Or if it takes us an extra $5 to get that real good premium product when my friends are coming over, or I'm having a party or going to Christmas, then let's spend that extra $5 because I'm now educated not only on the, the brand, but the product. And I can talk about this when I when I have friends and family that are over. So you become knowledgeable, not only because we're we're a little bit separated from the true blast of marketing telling us what to do. And we're actually, you know, especially the new generations are actually making decisions on their own and they have surplus money to spend. You know what it's you know what it is for me, Bubba? I, I have I, I just like having choice at my house. I've got uh, Knob Creek, I've got Woodford, I've got Angels Envy, I've got Evan Williams, I've got my go-to Jim Beam, um, you know, array of tequilas. I just like having that choice there for me. And you're right. If you're going to spend that much money on something, you you absolutely, that's a great point you made about people and consumers educating themselves as opposed to just, you know, go, going and buying a plastic half gallon of Old Crow, which there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not judging. Not judging. Before I let you go here, uh, Jerry, tell me, um, we're speaking with Jerry Bubba Draper is a liquor industry expert. Did you, you said you have your own brand of vodkas and gluten and sugar additive free vodkas and things like that? Yep. So uh, on that seven year mark, I actually I'm a, I'm a huge sports fanatic. And what I had decided at that point in time is I looked on the back bar. I was going into liquor stores and what I found was there was a gap in the industry. And that gap was who's marketing to me and my friends who are these huge sports fans as we grew up and are, you know, at, you know, in our you know mid to late 40s, 50s. Yeah. Who's marketed to us from a sports liquor standpoint? And those two things go to head in hand. So someone like a Budweiser has been doing it forever, but on the hard liquor spirits, Side, no one was taking advantage of that market. So what I built is I built a sports brand. So I have a sports lifestyle brand that's called Hall of Fame, and we currently do just the vodka out of the gate, but we do plan on expansion on those extensions. Um, but it's been well-received. It looks like a baseball bat. People, absolutely, we've won awards around the world for our design and our trademarking and our patent. And the good news is it's a small family-owned craft brand. And it's if you f- walk into a sports bar or you walk into a store and you want to buy something for you because you're a sports fan or you want to buy something something for your friends and family buy something that's that's at that premium level yeah. then hall of fame is exactly what you want to buy and by the way just for a guy like me who is probably the new year going to try to have to tamp down some of his drinking so i could lose a little bit of weight this is the i always hear people talking about the good kind of vodka or the good kind of tequila that doesn't have like all the sugars and additives is this is this the case with hall of fame 
Absolutely. We add nothing to our vodka. Um, and we use what, what kind of separates us from everybody else is we actually okay. use limestone water in Kentucky. And it's world renowned for obviously it's water in Kentucky with all of our bourbons. But you're right. We don't have to add those additives or those flavorings or those sugars to try to bury what is a bad vodka where some companies have to do that. We want a pure, clean, where if you want to drink it on the rocks <laughs> or if you want to do a splash of soda or a splash of crayon or something like that, I tell people, do a splash. You don't need all that sugary. In your body anyway, um, but do something, maybe a flavored water even that has no no sugar. And if you have a good quality beverage, and that, that goes across the board for vodka, bourbon, gin, tequila, if you have a quality base, you don't need to smother it with something that tastes different. Founder of Hall of Fame Spirits, uh, liquor industry expert, Bubba Draper, we'd love to have you on um, maybe sometime after the holidays. Uh, thank you for That's coming perfect. on the Hammer and Nigel show. Uh, it's been truly fascinating. Appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate Nigel and Brian. You guys have a great rest of your day. Great holiday. We'll be right back. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.